Hello, everybody. It's Elias Green, and it has been about... It feels... I don't... I'm not 100% actually how long it has actually been, but it feels like about a calendar year since I made my last episode. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry, first of all, just for taking that long. Uh, I didn't have any motivation to make it, and I'm very lazy, but... I'm not now. I'm trying. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about some Jags right now. You know, on the Just a Jags Fan Podcast, I'm your host, Elias Green, and let's just get right into it. We're nearing the off season. We have three games left. We have against the Jets this week, Patriots next, and then the Colts is gonna finish off the Jaguar season. And you know what? We all want to get some dubs. I definitely do. Uh, I'd rather have some dubs than get you know, the first overall pick, like, I just don't care enough about the first overall pick. The only reason why I would want it is to trade out of it and get more. But I still want to win a few, like, I want to win the rest of these games because I think we can win it, especially against the Jets. But the Patriots and the Colts are going to be a challenge, but I do think we can win those games. I think Trevor is learning very well. I mean, you can just, you can see it when he plays. When he makes a mistake, he's not going to make that same mistake again. And that's just, it feels really good to see that because he's a young dude and he comes in here and acts like a total professional. It It's great. I mean, the season has not been nearly at all what we wanted it to be. But, you know, <laughs> he's still developing and that's the most important part. And that's kind of really the only thing that matters, developing him and making sure we can build around the core players which is actually a topic I'll have later in the episode. Something like the stat is like he's thrown one touchdown pass in the last seven weeks. And in the presser, he answered because he was asked that and he answered with, I mean, like, I'm not like my confidence hasn't changed or anything like that. He just was mad that that was affecting whether or not they were getting wins if they were getting wins then he doesn't he said he like didn't really care and i love to see that because again he's a he's a rookie and he's acting like a 15 year vet in press conferences and on the sideline like we really nailed it with him i think and he plays good football i think we just definitely not have to get some pieces around him and the proper head coach which is Perfect segue into my next segment. Uh, view of the head coaching candidates. I've only done research on like about two because uh, they're the two guys that I would want the most. And that is going to be Byron Leftwich and Doug Peterson because I love Leftwich. I think he did some amazing stuff with Brady because, I mean, Brady's a system quarterback. Everybody knows that. But he built the system around him and it does it works really well he wants to come back to Duval he's got a lot of experience and like dude the Patriots are he, Brady is like in his 40s and he's still slinging it like really well like that's well that's Brady being in like not human that's also Byron Leftwich's offense being like really good the Buccaneers just have a really good offense. I, w- I would love to see that come to Jacksonville and, you know, help Trevor out and, like, start, like, moving the pieces around, getting Trevor into a system that he's, like, fully comfortable in and stuff that he can – that we can, like, get wins from. Because right now, like, Bevel's system, I, c- I-, I can see the appeal 
and I can see what he's trying to do. But we don't have the pieces for that at all to do what he wants. So he and he's not he's not fucking scheming around it. So it's like, dude, you got to you got to figure out that. And with Doug Peterson, I mean, he took the Eagles to what what was it like? It was either four or three straight playoff appearances. And one of them was a Super Bowl victory. He he took him to the playoffs and he still got fired. Like he was the the Eagles were like plagued with injuries. I personally don't think it was his fault. I would like to see him come to Jacksonville because he's got a lot of experience, like a ton of experience. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. I think he would come in and he could he could really turn this team around if we brought in on if honestly if we brought in either one of them, I think they could come in, create a good culture and really just help Trevor develop and like become the franchise quarterback that we all know he can be. So, I want to talk about free agency now. Oh, and in the next episode we're going to dive way more into the head coach candidates and the free agency. Uh but I just kind of want to talk about them for right now. Uh So with uh the free agent moves in the offseason that I want to see us do. I mean, we all know we need to get talent around Trevor. And we need to like our defense is really good. I think, you know, like Joe Cullen is a hell of a coach and these players are studs. Like we've got we've had some bad games, but like those games and those scores are skewed because the defense is out there the entire time because the offense just can't do shit. And the defense plays their hearts out every game. I mean, like holy crap, they held one of the best offenses to six damn points. And I was I was at the Buffalo Jags game in Duval, South End Zone, man, section 146. That was amazing. I got to see that live. And it's because the offense was a it, honestly, if the Bills just scored one touchdown, that we would have lost. But the offense was able to sustain longer than they normally do. Know what I'm saying? That's and I think that's why we were able to win uh like under the offense, like with like why the offense was able to help win that. Because like the defense won that game for us, like bar none. But the offense was able to sustain drives for long enough so that way our defense isn't always all on the field. They can get some rest, they can game plan, they can get motivated, and then they can go out there and stop the Bills again. And that's what they did. So right now what we need to do is build around Trevor. Get him some weapons. In free agency, I think we need... I like O'Shaughnessy. I really do like O'Shaughnessy. Because there's a moment in the 2019 season, Minshew's first year, like his rookie year, and uh, for the first like couple games or something like that, I think it was the first five or six... O'Shaughnessy was like going off. He was playing really, really well. And then he had that season ending leg injury. And then he wasn't the same after that. I'm hoping he could get back to being that guy because like I saw it, man. I could, I saw the potential. He could, he could be a really good tight end for us. I mean, we have Dan Arnold and he's like a stud, but we need someone else out there just in case one, he gets injured two, So we can just have some gnarly, like tight end sets and just get more weapons around Trevor. So I'd say we go out and we sign a good veteran, like a dude that's like proven a good pass catcher, a good route runner, a good blocker, you know, someone pretty balanced. We just need a, I don't know who that guy would be. I'm not going to like name names. I'm just kind of going to name positions that I think are the, of the strongest need 
just because I haven't done the research quite yet. And that's in the next episode, we're definitely going to dive into that. We're going to look at a couple players that might be available in the off season that I think we should target. Well, yeah, we're, I think we should go out there. We should get a tight end, uh, get at least, okay, get one receiver in free agency and like at least one in the draft. Like, and I'm talking the two best in the draft. I'm talking the best in the draft and the best in free agency. Like we have no pass catchers right now. Like you need every guy you can grab right now. So if Devonte Adams or like Chris Godwin or someone like that hits the, uh, hits the market, it might be worth it to go after him. One of them and throw like a shitload of money at them because like we need a guy that can just, I don't think Chris Godwin's going to be uh, the number one guy by any means. He's like, I think just like the trajectory of his career, he's going to be like such an elite number two. So there also, there's a chance Allen Robinson, the, uh, he's the guy that I want for sure to come to Jacksonville is Allen Robinson because while he doesn't have, you know, that like take the top off the defense speed, you know, he's the kind of guy that you throw the ball in his vicinity and he's going to catch it. And Trevor needs that because there's time he can't, he has to put the ball in perfectly. That guy has to get like perfect separation for him to throw that because of how poor they are at sep- at separating. So like go get a guy that can just catch anything you throw at them because we need a bailout guy. We need that true number one, you know, because holy shit, it's rough watching him like just because like when the reason why Trevor has to take so many sacks is because people aren't getting open. They're just running. They're too slow. We got a lot of slow ass motherfuckers on our team. It sucks. Then when you go to the draft, you need to get another big stud in the draft because holy crap. Again, no pass catchers. Go get top guy at free agency. Go get the top guy in the draft. Try to get two guys in the draft. I'd get like a, the best route runner and physical guy. And then you get the fastest dude. You know, you go, you draft a guy with like insane speed, like Henry Ruggs, Deshaun Jackson speed, Tyreek Hill speed. Go get someone like that. So that way we can really start eating that ball down the field. And then on defense, the defensive side of the ball, because I think that after that, once you once you just get the tools around Trevor, I think the offense is going to be fine. The offensive line holds like long enough. If the receivers could get open, I think we'd have zero sacks. But I mean, that's obviously unrealistic. But if our receivers could get open, we would have like we already have like we don't have a ton of sacks. Our offensive line has been playing like pretty darn well. But like we could have way less. We could be the best offensive line if we had a couple more like wide receivers so that way like Trevor just gets rid of the ball faster, you know, like helps them, you know? Cause I mean like they play really well, but I mean like Trevor also helps with that because he gets rid of the ball really fast. He can scramble. He's really good in the pocket. can just evade it, you know, it's great. So I think once you do that, the, the that is fixed. And also I just love having the chemistry of the line together. There's a, I, I heard on a Jack's drive time, JP Sadrick said something about, uh, or it was Jeff Logman. I can't remember who said it, but he said like the line he wants to see next year, uh, going from left tackle to right tackle would be Cam Robinson. Um, oh God. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Andrew Norwell. No, no. Uh, Ben Bart. No. Yeah. Cam Robinson, Ben Bart, uh, Linder, uh, Juwan Taylor, and then Walker Little. Cause like, 
I don't think Jawan's been played the best at tackle. He he gets too many holding calls. I think he, I don't know. I want to just see him maul people because he's gnarly in the run game, but in the pass game he's kind of shit. So get Walker Little out there because Walker Little has been playing really well. There was a point actually last week uh, in the game against the Texans where they talked about Walker Little coming out onto the field, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's finally getting some play time. You know, finally uh, this guy can get a shot." And he's been playing pretty well too. And the first play that happens, he gets totally blown up by like the defensive end. It was super funny. Uh, yeah, it's like that's the only thing people are gonna remember about him. Like if they if that's the only like thing they saw from him, it sucks. But. On the defensive side of the ball, I'd say if we have a high enough draft spot, get like draft your defensive edge player. I'd say go out and just get like if depending on the spot we're in, I'd say just get the best defender. It doesn't doesn't have to be an edge rusher. It could be another cornerback. It could be. I mean, I'd rather not have like go out and like spend a high ass pick on like that on another cornerback. But, like, it could be a safety, a linebacker, a defensive lineman. The best, de- like, defender. Because we could put him in anywhere that, like, like we could put him in where he's comfortable. And then that just adds so much to the team. Because we need, like, just, like, a f- like some, on the defensive line especially, we need someone that can, like, carry some attention so Josh Allen will get in there. I feel like when you add one more guy, because we have Josh Allen and Dewan Smoot, as our edge rushers, and I like them as our edge rushers, but, like, we need one more, like, hunker in there, you know, we need a big boy on that edge, someone that it could just maul motherfuckers, and, like, really get after the quarterback, because, like, Smoot, he get he creates a lot of pressure, gets after the quarterback, like, pretty well, but, like, I'm talking a guy that's, like, Aaron Donald, man, or fucking Chase Young, or just... I, I, Chase Young is actually like I. I'm so sad we don't have a guy like him on the team because he is disgusting. He's a guy that like if you're not double teaming him, he's gonna get in there. And Josh Allen is that guy, but like we need someone who's opposite of him that is like as gnarly as him because then our pass rush is really gonna start get going. We're gonna get back to that Saxonville status. Y'all remember Saxonville? Oh yeah. Because I think linebackers is our line. Our defense is really solid. I think so. Cisco's going to get some playing time, and I'm I'm excited about that. Dylan Moses is going to get some playing time, which I'm really excited about that. Uh, when I saw that we drafted, I was really excited because like everybody was talking about how he's such a good player, but like the only reason why he wasn't drafted so high, like higher, was because like he's just had like a ton of injuries to that knee or like something on his leg. Uh, that sucks for him, you know, like, I, and I really hope he's going to, I really hope he came back stronger, but like, it was the same thing with Miles Jack, except Miles Jack, had, he was able to play, it's just, he had a lot of injury concerns, and he fell to us, what, in the second or third round, and he's our bet, like, I'd say, it's, it's such a close tie about who our best player on the entire team is, but it, it, they're all on the defensive side of the ball, it's a tie between Josh Allen, Miles Jack, and Shaq Griffin. At least that's in my opinion. I think those three are, like, our defensive core. I mean, well, I'd say Tyson Campbell's more of, like, a core player than uh, Shaq Griffin just because he's going to be here longer. But I still think Shaq's going to be here for a while. And Shaq is awesome. He's a really good corner. I'm so glad we have him. He's legit. I'd say he is our best player. The only one that is, like, close to him is... Miles Jack, and then Josh Allen is, like, right behind Miles Jack. 
And those are the guys that we gotta we gotta we gotta build around so that way they can get better. And because our cornerback room is gnarly, I think so. They like Shaq Griffin and Tyson Campbell have been playing really well. Our whole defense has been playing really well, man. I love it. But you go out there and you get another stud, that whole defense is just gonna go up like ten notches. Like talk I'm talking really good when you get one maybe two more guys out there who can draw attention who can make more plays you know like because we got some playmakers but we have a lot of like we don't have like all the playmakers you know but i think we get another playmaker out there get another stud out there that defense is commanding a top five unit you know that's a that's a top five unit out there so on to the next segment I'm going to talk about we need to re-sign DJ Chark. While I talked about getting receivers in the draft and in free agency and a tight end as well, like we have so little talent that it would just be foolish to let him walk, especially knowing what he can do and like what kind of player he is. Like We need to re-sign Chark. He's our big dude. He was our number one guy. He got injured. Like... Think about how much different this season would have been if he didn't get injured, if we had a guy that could command some attention, if we had a guy that could take the top off the defense, if we had a guy that could just catch fucking anything you throw at him. That's that that's the kind of guy that DJ Chark is. I think he will be our number one if we do resign him. And then we go get another number one guy. I think we should let Marvin Jones walk personally. I think he's too old, can't separate, drops easy shit. Come on, man. I think we should let him walk, Vis- move Visca to just be on that X factor on the offense. Don't even let him run routes. He's not. No, I don't. I don't like Visca running deep routes. I think if you're running Vis- Lavisca Chanel anything past five ra- five yards for a route, like it's not gonna go well. I mean, it, it, there's a few examples of it going well, but, like, he, we've seen, all seen it this year. He drops, like, everything, even if it is within, like, a five-yard distance from, like, him, the quarterback and him. It's like, dude, you're dropping all this easy-ass catches, and it's because all he's thinking of is running. He's not even thinking about catching the ball. So, like, let's just get rid of that for him, and then let's just literally let him focus on, like, the running aspect, getting the ball in open field. Send him up at, like... Run him in, like, the flat, run him in bubble screens, put him in the shotgun, you know. Do, like, anything other than run him as, like, your number two or even your number three receiver. You know, do anything else but that. And let him just get, just give him the ball. Because there's so many examples of watching him get the ball, even behind the line of scrimmage. And he takes it, like, 10, 20 yards down the field. Because he's just, he's a monster with it. But I don't trust him with catching the ball at all. Because he's going to drop it. And those are the reasons why I need to re-sign Chark. Because he's a guy that is going to catch it. He's a guy that you can run the routes. He's going to be our number one guy. Keep Visca as the freaking X Factor. I think we need a total overhaul on the receiving room. The two guys that should stay and deserve to stay are Chark and Visca, just because, like, Visca, we all know how nasty he is with the ball, and Chark has proved it, he was, he, his first season, I remember watching him, played like shit, 
And then he comes back in the second season, and he's nuts. He's really good. If we don't re-sign him, that's, a, that's just such an opportunity you're missing out, man. That's such a dumb miss there. If we don't re-sign him, I'm going to be so disappointed. So, for the last segment of this episode, uh, I've been mentioning it all episode pretty much, and uh, it's building around the core. Building around the core of our players. Josh Allen is a guy that you need to build around. You need to get him another start on the defense. Trevor Lawrence is a guy you need to build around. James Robinson is the guy you need to build around. We need to go get the coach that is smart, experienced, build around the core. Tyson Campbell. I thought CJ Henderson was going to be part of the core, but that was whatever. Tyson Campbell is part of your core. Let's let's get Cisco up at the top, help help out the corners, you know, up top. Get them some safety help. Get a play cuz Cisco's like our only playmaker out there. I mean, like Tyson Campbell has been making nutso plays. He's got, what, two picks on the season right now, and he almost had a third. Like, he almost had a third last week as well. Like, with that pick that he got from Davis Mills, he almost had another one. He's part of the core. Cisco could be part of the core. Devon Hamilton is part of the core. Build around these boys. Get them the help. I think we have the depth. We need the flash now. I think we've built so like some really quality depth, because last season like, w- when we went one and fifteen, we started a we had like what the youngest team in the entire NFL or something like that. We were starting a ton of rookies, undrafted free agents, all these people, and we still we won we won one game. You know that's not like good, but those guys were all getting tons and tons of NFL experience, and those guys a lot of them are depth guys. Andrew Wingard is an example of, like, a guy that just has... I mean, like, apparently the motherfucker's actually, like, insanely good in practice. And, like, I mean, he is... I, I see that he could be good. Uh, he just really pisses me off sometimes, if you know what I mean. Uh, man, fucking Andrew Wingard. But he still is a really good depth player. He's a guy that I would feel completely comfortable with... If our starter went down and he had to come in for like two or three games, like I'm a, that's a guy I'm totally comfortable with. Same thing with Shaq Cornerman. I mean, I'm not like totally, totally comfortable with him yet, but like I'm still pretty comfortable if like we got a guy goes down and he's got to come back in. I think like with our corner room, I mean, Nevin Lawson has been all right. He's been like pretty solid as like a depth guy. Uh, I mean, he he gets a lot of starting time out there, too. But there's there's all these guys that we have out there that I mean so Devin Lawson was from this year I'm trying to think of st- guys from last year. Uh man, maybe I'm maybe it's a good thing. It's probably I'm retarded. I can't talk at all. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys get my point. You build around the court. We have our core players here, and we need to build around them because that does the, those are the guys that need to need to stay in Jacksonville forever. <laughs> until they're retired. Josh Allen, Miles Jack, Trevor Lawrence, Tyson Campbell, James Robinson, DJ Chark, Visca Chenault, kind of in the core. And those are guys you need to keep here. Those are guys you need to keep here. And those are guys you need to build around. Make sure they're happy. Pay them all the fucking money they want because they are earning it every day by 
playing for us. I mean, hell, if you like the Jags and you play for the Jags, you kind of just deserve some money. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, you guys get my point. Anyways, man, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, definitely gotta, I'm going to try to create a consistent schedule of when I'm going to upload these because I just, I mean, I came back to, I mean, yeah, sure. It's been like, it's been a year. So it's had time to like grow a little bit, but I didn't realize that my last podcast had 32 people listen to it or either 32 separate people listen to it or someone listened to it 32 times. I don't know like that, but like, regardless, I mean, I was, I wasn't even expecting like anybody to listen to it or even find it. So I only, I want to create something consistent for you guys. So you guys can just hear my thoughts. I'm some fucking random ass dude from Wyoming in his parents' basement talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like so interesting, right? No, I just want to, I want to make sure you guys, uh, have a good listening experience and I will get to you with another podcast. Probably, you know what? Let's do it again next week. I'll see you guys there. Y'all have a great day. I've been your host, Elias Green, for Just a Jags Fan Podcast. Let's go.